Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Usually we do this on Friday, but uh, Blitz Day tomorrow for the CHML Christmas Tree of Hope. So now it's 11.35 and it's time for Tech Talk, uh, brought to you by Vacuuman. And uh, Adam Oldfield, the president and CEO of FPM and FPM3 Marketing is here. Thanks for coming in a day early. Yeah, my pleasure. Well, you know what? Blitz Day is a little close to my heart, too. And uh, Back in the day when you worked in promotions <laughs> yeah. here, you were here probably about 4 o'clock in the morning to get ready because we broadcast all day from uh, downtown then. That's right. We were just talking about that. Yeah, it was like came in around 3 to get ready, and then we had this big boom box that we took downtown to the corner of uh, King and, uh, I think it was King and James. Yeah, uh, the, the CIBC were, Tower. The CIBC Tower, yeah, right there. And... Uh, and so anyway, yeah, this is like bringing back memory. I'm glad I don't have to get up at 3 a.m. tomorrow to do this, but it was just bringing back this moment of Christmas tree of hope. And I think at the time, uh, you know, we were, we were uh, it was only a few years, well, a few, being 10 years into it. And it was it was quite an, uh, like an event. And I mean, it still is today where now the collaboration of kids and toys yeah. and, and, and all the donations. Well, I you mean, see the lobby right now. It looks I, like I couldn't get workshop. in. I had to climb over half the toys getting yeah. in here. I was. It's crazy what you guys, it looks like you guys robbed a toy store. I'm like, what is going on? You have like duplicates. It's great. It's really kind of amp- uh, ramped itself up. Well, we're getting a lot of corporate support, which is really nice. You know, I, you're right. I mean, I got in here this morning at about uh, four o'clock, and I got, there's about 35 soccer balls in the, in the yeah. between the. I couldn't get in the elevator. I was going to say, you know, I didn't see any iPads, but I'm sure there's a ton of well, tech in be. there somewhere. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I mean, it was. Uh, it's come such a far way, and I mean, looking at it, and I'm not that old of a guy. Like I'm not trying to age myself, but uh, at the time I started, I was 20 years old jumping on the uh, Christmas tree of hope doing this and standing outside shivering with my uh, my hot chocolate kind of like shaking Yeah, well, I got news for you. We were inside that studio shivering, okay? Because all it was was a big box. It was just, you know, it was like no heat That's at right, all. That's right, yes. Yeah. And yeah. It, it, it invariably was the coldest winter of the year every time, every time I went in there. And uh, I, I did a four-hour show back in those days and they, they did a little space heater that was about the size of an alarm clock. That's right. And that was supposed to heat and this whole thing. And we all fought thing. for it. That's right, yeah. There was a little bit of a fight to kind of so get turn it on at, uh, at 3 o'clock or whatever it was when I started the show, and by 7, I could start to feel a little bit of heat, but I was leaving by then. So. I, I was going to say a uh, quick story on that. I remember that little heater you're talking about. We had to plug, we had to plug it in, and it was about, you're right, about 6.30 in the morning, and, and it was so cold as we're trying to get it heated up, and at the time, the gentleman here, his name was Rick, he was working, and I remember him saying, you know, like, you got to give it time. And so uh, we blew a fuse. <laughs> and, and I remember, because, I don't know, I think at the time, whoever the morning show, he turned it up so high, he's like, it's too cold, we need a, we need he blew a fuse and we had to run an extension cord all the way out to another building to try and connect. Anyway, it was one of those to keep warm. We were like blowing circuits all over the city to try and lights keep going the, off. The lights the going off. Yeah, it was like if we didn't have the, the the lines connected in. I remember we had very very little power to kind of connect even back to the station at the time. And all it was was this little heater, and we tried to crank it too high to keep it warm. Okay, I, there's other stories. It doesn't. Yeah, we, yeah. we can get into. It. We'll probably do that in, in subsequent weeks. Uh, because it was kind of weird. Uh, yeah, there's a dozen of them coming into my head right now. And I said, no, 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 you're not going to tell that one. No, you can't tell that one. So let's <laughs> let's just let's just move on. Anybody who saw Avatar yes. was thinking, well, how unrealistic is that really? Uh, but, uh, in Tokyo, they actually have an Avatar robot now? This is, it was talked about, yeah. And, and we've seen this, and now it's starting to come together. When we're hearing about Facebook, and we've seen what, uh, you know, Oculus Rift, and they've made the investment in the headset, and we've seen now video games coming out, given that reality feel to it and now we've seen uh, uh, PlayStation's coming out with a virtual reality I was really kind of going, wow, this is really kind of neat. Everyone's going to get into the craze of virtual reality. And now tele- 
Telexistence is exactly, that's the name of the company out of Tokyo, and they claim they were working on this. They're now rolling it out. So imagine, now paint this vision in your head. You put over a uh, headset, a virtual reality headset, Mm -hmm. you turn it on, and it will allow you to select through a menu where you want to go. The robot could be in a mall. It could be in a uh, an excursion. It could be uh, a resort of some sort. And so when you connect it, you would select it. A robot on the other end of where this is connected comes alive. The eyes, the hands, all become now your motor control and visual. And you can now audio as well, speak through the robot. So now uh, imagine tech talk. Uh, I could throw on my virtual headset and a robot would walk into the studio, sit down with you, Bill, and it would be my voice, but you'd be looking at a robot robot moving. And I would see through the eyes of the robot. I'd be able to move my hands as the robot, but it would be me sitting in a room back in my office with my virtual headset on. So it was sort of like this captured thought that could happen. They're now rolling it out and you can sign up and say from your hotel room, put on your virtual reality helmet and you'll be able to uh, go on a tour with a robot. When was the last time you experienced, or the first time you experienced VR? Uh, 1994, actually. Yeah. It was it was the first Star Wars game and uh, it was funny, it was just my friend last night, we were talking about that and it was X-Wing versus TIE Fighter and it was a game I played for non-stop nine hours and it was more of a boxy hox, uh, hexagram kind of feel to it and yeah. uh, I was so disoriented when I took off the helmet I could I couldn't even couldn't even watch I, and mine was less than that. I was in Disney World we were broadcasting from down there down right. there for a couple of days uh, and Riches who was uh, my partner on the show back in those days uh and uh, it, was, uh, it was around the time the Aladdin movie came out, you know, with right. Robin Williams right. and everything. Yeah. And, and, and the, the, the VR, it was actually, it, it was riding a magic carpet through okay. uh, wherever, you know. And it was freaky because you, you've never experienced anything like this. It was only about 30 seconds long or something right, like this. Right. But, yeah. but you're right. You get out of there and you're just like, wow. It, it, and, it was, they, and that's and, and the, that, that was way back then. That was like probably around the same time as you. It was probably, yeah, but yeah, mid nineties when they started to roll out, and they yeah. were. When, I mean, it was a lot slower, very simple. Yeah. I mean, today the new game just came out from. If you're big Star Wars fans and you're into the Disney Plus, they just came out with this uh, virtual reality Vader game that's so real and so realistic. It's like being inside the video game. So I, I see this as a makes sense that Oculus Rift and all these investments we've been talking about. It's not about video games. It's actually going to be controlling robotic uh, capabilities where you could travel, sit in a meeting as if you're in the meeting, physically having a conversation with someone, and it will be a robot that will be there uh, showing, picking up, and and they're talking about the ability to actually provide senses, which is the next upgrade, where you'll put gloves on and you'll be able to feel warmth, cold, vibrations, and so forth. So, yes, Avatar's not a movie anymore. It's it's an actual experience we can take on. What's going on with facial recognition? Well, we know facial recognition is always a competition, and we've talked about the privacy issues, and we've we've addressed that. If you're uploading to YouTube, we've even talked about you have to agree to their terms and conditions of obviously child, if you have any children in the video, and otherwise you need their permission. But the one thing that's actually concerning is the fact that Facebook is now got an ability with their, as we know, they facial recognize in every photo you upload. Yeah. We, we've talked about that, right? Yep. They know everything. Every photo that they'll be able to pick out a Bill Kelly from 1994 that was uploaded going, look what we did at the Christmas Tree Hope. They would know that was you because they have a scan of your face already. Well, they've just partnered with, of course, Google. And they are now able to take all your photos in Facebook where you could extract or download everything you've uploaded. It now will simply just merge into Google Photos, which 
also takes official recognition and scans your face. So it doesn't matter. We've talked about like who's got this data. It's official. They all have it now. So there you go. I feel more secure already. Yeah, I know. I didn't mean to make you nervous <laughs> by that statement, but at the end, it's true, right? I saw this early this morning. I figured we got to talk about this. Yeah. Uh, levitating train. This is this is like mind blowing when we talk about you know technology and where it's moving. Uh, you know, and, and the Chinese have come up with uh, obviously they believe in, in in public transport on a very mass scale, but they also have to appreciate efficiencies and productivity. Well, they are launching a, a train and they they tested it with their prototype by the year twenty twenty two. This train will reach six hundred kilometers per hour 600 kilometers per hour that's faster than a plane a plane can travel at 450 in a Cessna uh, Piper uh, you're talking about the 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 the, the you know uh, propeller two propeller they get up to around 500 and 550 kilometers per hour and we have to account for rise and and fall right this is 600 kilometers per hour bill and this is on a levitating train, so using gravitational force. I feel like Doc Brown. <laughs> 600 kilometers per hour. So it floats. This would be that moving. Is, that is as fast as a plane. It, it is. We, we took a 747 from Calgary to Toronto after, when and we were up there. And you were probably moving the, at about that speed. I think it was 650 or something like that's that. That's right. 640. So this is max. And by the way, that's a 600 kilometers per hour anticipated, meaning it will be just a little higher. So that would go from Windsor to Ottawa in 20 minutes. I mean, it's a 20-minute train ride from Windsor to Ottawa. That I mean, not that we have that train, <laughs> but if it did exist yeah. and we were able, like you were just using as an example, and it's from point A to point B, this is just mind-blowing. So the Chinese are coming out with this train. It's going to be one of the fastest in the world. The big news about it is it is faster than an actual uh, plane ride. Faster than a speeding bullet. Faster than a spe- <laughs> Even Superman's going, I can't keep up with this thing. I mean, it's crazy now. So, yeah. Uh, key fobs. We need to be very, very careful. I have this conversation quite regularly. I wondered about this. Yeah, because this has been something I have said for a while. I know there's always the, oh, my car comes with. You know know why I got into this? Because back in the days when we had to actually use keys. (laughs) Yes, physically, uh, yeah. I I knew a guy at a a dealership that said, you understand that some of those keys are actually, they're essentially duplicates. Right, yeah. Somebody uh, someplace else has a key just like yours that fits that lock, and they could get into your car. Yes. I said, well, I've got key fobs now, so thank God. God, that's not going to happen. <laughs> Was I ever wrong? Well, not only are you wrong, but only that the technology has not changed since they first came out with it, which was over 15 years ago. Yeah. And and that key fob works with a radio frequency. That radio frequency is one code. It's not mass. There's no encryption because no one thought about encryption. Nobody was... Smartphones didn't exist. We didn't have the ability to... You needed some pretty high-tech equipment to check radio frequencies that are constantly emitting. So your vehicle... And by the way, your vehicle, my vehicle, are one of the most susceptible. They just did an announcement. Good to know. Good to know. (laughs) Ford was the top. If you have a Ford pickup truck, dad... uh, uh, you're going to be probably the most likely to be uh, capable of being stolen. Number two, or we were, we. The Ford being, way, I, that's another <coughs> dubious honor, too. I think the Ford 150 is the most stolen uh, vehicle, pickup yes. truck. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, they won the first top four, or sorry, top three spots for most stolen vehicles. Um, number four was the Toyota Lexus, unfortunately. Mm. Um, specifically, the 350X, and on my end, the 350 uh, uh, ES. So, uh, you know, which is surprising, because Lexus, I look at as a very, you know, 
you know, luxurious, probably technologically capable. But how do, how do they do it? They get an amplifier. This is available on Amazon. It, it's just like, an uh, think of it as a booster. And they go up to a house. It takes two criminals. One stands by the house because you probably put your keys at the front door. They put the amplifier close. And what they do is they can scan and it amplifies the code. So it takes the code from the key as it's constantly emitting, right? All you're doing is activating it when you push the lock on, unlock. Yeah. And what it does is it then forces the signal strongly enough to get to the door. The other thief stands at the door while the amplifier is on. He tries it. It opens the door. Most vehicles like Fords and now Lexus have push buttons. All they got to do is push the button with their foot on the brake. Boom. The car starts up. They drive it off to the garage. They recode the vehicle and they can now take it off to the United Emirates, which is the number one spot in Africa where they're going to be sold for double the price for that matter. That's it's that simple. It's very very simple. And what's interesting? So what do you do? Where, where do I ha- where do I put my keys then? Well, re- well, put them in the microwave or throw them into a metal box. To be honest, that's kind of inconvenient. Really, the best thing is, do you remember the club? You could be able, you know, remember the yeah. club? Uh, it's like a, a metal bar. You kind of squ- throw it in between the steering wheel, and it came with a key. You had to actually unlock it. Yeah, it's annoying, but if you have any of these vehicles, you're gonna want to get one of these. Um, and you also want to make sure that if you're if you are driving a Lexus, don't leave it outside. Park it in the garage so they don't know you have the vehicle, or park it in an area where they're not going to see it. And away. Now, how far is away? You need to be at least 200 feet away because the amplifier brings it up to another 400 feet. Well, I think I'll settle for the metal box. <laughs> yeah, try the microwave. I, I used a club years ago. You remember and, how annoying and, uh, they were? Yeah, it's ridiculous. And then you lose the key, and then yeah. you had to co- you had to hire yeah. a locksmith to take it yeah, off. Don't yeah. want to go there. Don't yeah. want to go there at all. Uh, so that's that's going on with that. Uh, now, uh, televisions. We talked about this last uh, for Black Friday. Yeah, but it got even better because they made the announcement. This is something I said, get ready, Bill. It's going to happen. Well, it sure enough has been announced that most TVs that were sold that were unbelievable deals. I mean, I forecasted this. I think Tech Talk should now be forecasted. I'm going to try and do some forecasts before the end of this program. So uh, sure enough, it was announced that sure the hackers are able to spy and watch with what you're doing. And not only that, they've now got the ability because your television allows you to change your password. It also allows you to control your router. So what hackers are capable of doing, even worse than what I was forecasting, they can now connect to your television, be able to link it up. They can also now change your, your password to your router. So they can now control certain aspects of your of your internal smart devices. Um, so the moral of this story I want to repeat now is since you bought your $199 You're So Proud 4K TV. 65-inch TV. 65 <laughs> TV. <laughs> That's right. But somebody in, in Bosnia is now enjoying watching what's going on in your living room. They also have just hacked your entire router. Change your password. <laughs> That's a, the moral of this is I'm just going to make that a moral story we're going to keep talking about. Uh, we got to skip ahead because we're running out of time. Alexa. I, I, now, this is this is weird because I, I, yeah. I do not have one. Okay. But I, lots of our friends and family use either Google or Alexa. Right, right. Uh, the language I hear, and not from <laughs> Alexa. I'm talking about for the people. That's not what I said, you yeah, yeah, yeah. But apparently men are worse. You know what? We can always assume. And you know how the old way we used to do stats? You call and you'd ask them, right? Yeah. And now the reality is these items are listening. And all kidding aside, they do their own statistics. This statistic is very interesting because it's been proven women are more polite than men. They say please. They ask uh, courteously uh, uh, thank you. They they respond with a thank you to the degree that it's over 60% women are actually more polite to Alexa. Now, 
there's a rationale and the theory according to all the experts is that well men appreciate that it's technology and they don't really care i don't know how that makes any difference because i mean at the end of the day what we treat it like dirt uh, i don't you know and women don't because they haven't understood how technology works i don't think that's the case but the reality is women are more polite to alexa and and google than men that is bottom line strange stuff it really is when you think about it, yes. But it, it doesn't surprise me. Uh, maybe they're just more sensitive and maybe they feel like they can be able to be very polite to it. But I think it brings a very reality to it. Are men more polite? You know, some say we're equal. Now nah, I think Alexa says different. All right. Now I know there's a few other things to do here, but there's one other topic that I want to just throw in here because, and you're not prepared for this, okay? Okay, yeah. But I know you and I've known you for many, many years now. Yes. Have you seen the new James Bond trailer? I've seen it. I've not only played it, <laughs> I've deep-faced it. So when you're looking at the new ones, it looks like my face is in the Adam, new trailer. Adam is, the, and, and I'm, I love James Bond movies, but no, I'm a, I'm, yeah. I'm a rookie compared to you. I mean, you, you're into this with both feet. I, I, I had it. They launched it 13 hours ago, yeah. and I saw and I was, uh, it's funny because I was yelling, and Michelle was in the other room, and I'm like, oh, my God, because I saw the trailer, and I got shivers up my spine. <laughs> I was getting all giddy. So, yes, I am so pumped. Actually, Michelle said, to me, did you buy the tickets yet? Did you at least get the tickets for the movie yet? I'm like, if I buy, I'm, I'm looking for them. April. But April, they're coming out. Yeah, 2020. If you haven't seen it yet, the trailer I'm referring to. I, it, I, I saw it on Facebook. Did you? Yeah. It's phenomenal. I am so, so, so excited. And I was very concerned because this is, of course, Daniel Craig's last. Yeah, he said shot. that last time. Ah, come on. It is. I mean, you can already see it. I love the, I love the dynamics of the new double O that they've introduced to the, to the movie. This is all in a trailer, of course. I'm seeing, I'm seeing less than yeah. two minutes of, of what's going on, right? It's actually so, two minutes, 20 seconds. Well, <laughs> in that time between credits, I'm more or less so excited. I, I was, I was captivated by it. And I'm actually looking at deep fakes to put myself in every James Bond movie just to Kind of mask myself and, and put and myself. And Q is back. Q is back. Oh, it's just yeah. You get me all excited here, Bill. <laughs> you get me thrilled, man. I, I told you I wanted to bring this up because I knew you you'd respond in in this fashion. You made my day. I'm glad you did bring it up. And, and the bad right. guy is uh, what's his name? Remy. He played uh, Freddie Mercury. In, That's right in Bo- Bohemia Rhapsody. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I mean, and the character he plays, you can already tell. I mean, he had less than what three seconds of of uh, of time. He in just the, looked evil. He looks fantastic. <laughs> this is just, yeah. You, you know what? I could just talk James Bond all day, and I'm. More than happy to do any movie critique. If you're ready to go over it, we'll go the last 50 years of James Bond. Let's discuss and we can maybe review all the items. But get ready. Yes, you'll be hearing a lot of me, if not seeing me, doing all my James. And he's Bond got a, he's got another car in this one too, and we'll talk about that on yes, TikTok. Very I'm shortly, sure. Yes, uh, we got a break. Uh, we do this uh, every Friday usually at 11:35. Tech Talk brought to you by Vacuuman. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much, Bill. The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from nine to noon on 900 CHML.